1: See,
2: as we've been married 51 years, the outward changes. I don't care what you put on it. It changes. Ladies, your face will always have wrinkles. Not like a nice soft baby's bottom. That days are gone. They're over with. Same for a guy. It's just what here's the bags. Little tea bag under every eye. But you know what? With God's help, our inner character has grown more like God for 51 years.
0: The truth of the matter is that we all age and our bodies will change. Pastor Mark's point today is that who we actually are, our souls can not only be altered, they can improve. As we submit to God and obey his commands, we will become more like Jesus. This will cause what the Bible calls our inward man to become more attractive to those around us. Since our purpose is to make God look good, It's a good idea to have the kind of character that makes those around us want to have what we have. This gives us an opportunity to tell others about the transforming power of God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in 1 Peter chapter 3, part 1 of his message, Influence and Submission Begins at Home.
2: Isn't it good to know that we have all these security people, we have all these people protecting us? Isn't that an amazing thing, volunteering to do all that? Amen. Amen. We have so many police here. Don't turn to your neighbors and say, are you carrying today? Just let that go. That's fine. We'll have a good time. But it is a wonderful thing to be safe. Don't be fearful. We have you covered. More than that, God has us covered. Amen. All right. Now, we are people of influence people are looking at christians because our lives are different we represent god on this earth and we learn two words authority and submission let me just review them to you quickly authority the right to exercise power when god designed this world he designed it as the authority that has never changed Every person that's in authority has been put there by God. And last week we talked about the government. We talked about the workplace. Today we'll talk about a different whole thing. But with authority, somebody in charge, there comes another word. It's called submission. Here it is. A loving attitude that wants to cooperate. An action and an attitude. Not just an attitude. See... The reason for authority and submission, God's purpose, was that wherever that was, government, workplace, society, today in the home, there would not be chaos, but there would be order. You have to have a head. You have to have somebody that's in charge. With no head, it's chaos. With two heads, it's a disaster. It's a monster. And so understand and I want you to see if you can see authority and submission in this next picture. I was riding on one of the roads yesterday and I came and it was like 10 cars at every one of the four stop signs behind. How many know what I'm talking about when you get there? This is not a green light. This is like, who who's going to go next? And you're looking. Who's over there? Who's that guy? Is he going to bully you? Pull out. Now, some of you are bullies. You just go right on through. You could care less. Shame on you. God forgive you. We'll have an altar call for you later. <laughs> now, the rest of us, we're trying to figure out. Okay. Although, I no, no, better back up. Okay, I'll go over here. When there's 10 cars, it's like crazy. Now, if you live in Vieira, that circle stupid thing. We're all going to get killed on that baby. I mean, that's impossible to understand what's happening. Amen. But God helps us. By the way, when you leave our parking lots today, submission. Did you get it? Oh, I'm not letting that guy go. Oh, that was the pastor. I have a big thing. I just put the thing up. Pastor. No, I do not. All right. Now, here's the first thing I want you to write today. Influence and submission don't start with the government. It doesn't start with the workplace. It starts in the home. The home is the starting place for influence. Parents, grandparents, people that are dating. This sermon is for you. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, okay, this sermon's for me. Come on, just tell them, your neighbor, come on, this sermon's (laughs) for me. You see... The home is where it was designed by God to start. And we're going to look at four areas today. We begin in first Peter chapter three, verse one. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands in the same way. That refers back to when the government says, pay your taxes, we submit and pay our taxes. When the boss at work says, I need that project done in two weeks, we submit to the boss. But the big picture of when you look at this in the same way was Jesus showed us last week that when he was wanting to go somewhere other than the cross, God said, no, there's no other way. So he submitted himself to his authority, which was God the Father. So Peter uses that illustration that we are to submit, and Jesus is simply our role model. We follow him. He's a role model in the home for authority and submission. Now, when God established the home, man was created first. So God put the husband to be the head Now, some people think that, well, the boss in the home. No, the husband is the servant leader in the home. And so Peter now says, I want to talk to wives how to submit to their husbands. But this is a unique situation. The first six verses apply to wives, listen, Christian wives who do not have A Christian husband. How do you do that? What does that look like? Now, why would Peter talk about that? In Peter's day 2,000 years ago, Christianity started in Jerusalem. Many in Jerusalem, of course, the most were Jews. They would believe in God. They didn't believe in Jesus, but they believe in God. The husband and the wife would be on the same page. They believe in one true God. But when it moved out around the world... Peter's writing from Rome, for instance. All the Gentiles, they never believed in God. They were all pagans. And so what would happen is this. When the gospel started spreading, certain people would come to Christ. And usually, because women were more sensitive spiritually, they would become a Christian Before a husband would ever become a Christian. That's still basically true today. So here's what happened. A woman in your neighborhood. you were all pagans. You just worship pagan gods idols. All of a sudden you say to your neighbor. Wow you seem to be different. What's the deal? And the person would say. Well I discovered this place you can go. And you can hear the Bible taught. And I found out that I was a sinner. And there actually is a, a, a one true God. There's a living God. And I turned my life over. And that wife went, wow, what is it? How do you do that? What does it look like? And so over and over and over in in all of those towns around the world where there was Gentiles, women, wives came to Christianity, but their husbands did not. Now, that's still common in our churches today. Many people, you're here and you were a pagan. You were an unbeliever. And you as a wife, or sometimes a husband, you came to Christ and your spouse hasn't come to Christ. Well, how do you do Christianity? What do you do with that? It's the same situation today. Not as much, but in those days, it was everywhere in the Gentile world. So Peter's going to tell us, how do I do that? How do I do that? Now look at that verse again. Wives in the same way. Submit yourselves to your own husbands. Remember, one wife, one husband, one God. That's marriage. So that if any of them do not believe the word, they're not into the Bible. Of course, there was no Bible. It was the Old Testament. That they may be won over. Ladies, you're going to have a hard time with this. Don't circle it because you're going to struggle with it. They may be won over without words. I'm not going there now. I'll go there later. But by the behavior of their wives, Peter starts with submission. The wife, even of an unbelieving husband, submits. Now, when I mention submit, remember, an attitude and action that we want to cooperate. I'll just say this one time through the whole service so you never get I'm not talking about submitting To a spouse, husband or wife, that beats you, that physically beats you, that abuses you verbally. You're an idiot. I can't stand you. I don't know why I married you. I'm so sick of you. And that's just constant, constant, constant. That is not what I'm talking about. You don't submit to that. By the way, if you're here and your spouse has been physically abusing you and beating you, you need to call 911. You get out of the house, get to a safe place. God never called you to that kind of a place, Ever. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm a Christian. I gotta put up with that. Do not. He never called you to put up with that. Get out. Take your children with you. Amen. Now, so I'm not going to mention that again. So don't write me, well, Pastor Mark, you mentioned submission. I got to submit. To-. No, I already told you, you don't do that. By the way, if your husband or your spouse asks you to do something that the Bible says do not do, your husband comes home and says, honey, I know you're a believer, but there's this there's this amazing show. And there's not too much nudity, but it, they're, they're kind of live on stage. I'd like you to join me at the bar. No, you say, I'm sorry, respectfully. I can't do that. That's not what I am. Or you need to sign this text report. We both did it. I cheated, but you have to sign it. No, you do not sign it. You submit to a higher authority. That's God. So understand that. We're not telling you to submit to anything. If it's unbiblical, of course not. If it's abuse, of course not. But you do that in in an honorary way. Now, notice As we learned all of these principles. Notice the goal I just read. The goal is. That if any of them do not believe the word. They may be won over. So if you're an unbelieving spouse. And the believing spouse is their man or woman. What is their goal? They want to be an influence. So that the unbelieving spouse. Becomes a believer. That is the goal. We're trying to get people to heaven. Now. When you see that happening, without words is strange. Interesting that the words would not be used as a key to salvation. Peter is not saying, we don't talk to your husband. Of course we do. But you can't constantly be talking. Honey, I just got home and Pastor Mark had this great teaching. I have four points and it's pretty detailed. Would you just sit down? Let me give you the four points. Oh, and you missed last week. Let me give you last week's sermon too. Your husband will be gone. You'll be out watching the sports at the bar because he's not interested in that. Now, I want to ask you this morning, have you ever heard of a turkey, cheese, and biblical track sandwich? Some of you hand out tracks. You go to the sidewalk, and that's fine. And Here's a little track, how to get saved. Jesus is coming again, and you hand that. Well, here's what a biblical sandwich with a track in it. You have two pieces of bread. You have a little mayo, a little mustard, and you have a piece of ham or turkey, have a piece of cheese, and right in the middle of that, you put a biblical tract. And you stick it in your lunch for your husband. He doesn't know it's there. So he unwraps it at work, and he's eating it as dead. What is that? And he pulls this out, and the guy next to him goes, What was that piece of paper doing in your sandwich? Well, it's how to become a Christian. And you went, fantastic. What a great idea. If some of you are thinking that's a good idea, can I just say to you now, El Stupido. That is not a good idea. That will never win him to the Lord. Could I hear an O me right now? Come on. Yeah, that ain't going to work. So we have to be careful. Who's going to win them to the Lord? The Holy Spirit's going to win them to the Lord. But it isn't the words. It doesn't mean you can't talk. But notice, here's what I want you to write. Wives, this is for all of us. Wives, your godly behavior will speak loudly to your husbands without the words. Now, you're not to be quiet. Of course, Communication is essential in a marriage. But your absolute behavior. Well, what does that behavior look like? What are you talking about, Pastor Mark? Well, look at verse 2. Peter tells us. When they see, the unbelieving spouse, sees the purity and reverence of your lives. See, a wife's life should reflect purity. That means just... Moral morality. Uh, you're, you're not an evil person. You're not hiding. You're not a, a, a somebody that you, aren't, you say you are, but you're really not that person. No, there's, there's, a, there's no moral defilement at all. Reverence is an interesting word. It's translated for us in the English language as respect. When they see you respect, when your husband says, I want to go to that show where the gals are that are topless. I can't do that. Respectfully, I reject. I will not go to that. See, that's a very different way. No way I'm going that. You're not going either. No, you have to understand. You're trying to live and show God. So for all wives this morning, I want you to see this next statement. By the way, it's not just for wives. This is also for husbands. Two things that should be in our life as Christians. Here it is. A wife shows godly character and godly conduct. Why? Because that's a huge influence in the home. So as a husband, I need to show godly character and conduct in the home. Because I'll get to this as my last point. Our children are watching. They're watching every, not just the people outside. Our children are watching. That's why the home is a place where influence starts. And of course, our neighbors are and other people and all those kind of things happening. Now, look at verse 3. Your beauty, Peter says, talking to the wives, should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Now relax, I'll explain this. The word adornment is so interesting. This is the word way back there 2,000 years ago. In the original language Greek, it was cosmos. It means, when it gets translated all the way to English, it simply means this, cosmetics. So Peter is talking what women use to make themselves attractive to their husband, cosmetics. Now, he isn't saying, don't use anything. Of course not. You as a husband want a wife that's attractive to you. Now, I rewrote that verse, And I just want to see what you think about it. Okay, here we go. This is a Balmer translation. Ladies, your beauty should not come from outward adornment. So don't use deodorant or perfume. Because body odor is more natural and it's actually sexy. Okay, number one. Number two, do not use lipstick on your lips. Because your lips are already naturally pink. And there's no need for hairspray. Just go with that wind look. (sighs) (sighs) Next, as far as clothing, just be a plain Jane. Wear dark colors and don't draw attention to yourself. Now, how many of you would like those? How many guys would? Now, think about how much the cosmetics cost you. How many went home like I did this week and went, what's that tube? Among the other 27 tubes. Oh, it's for wrinkles. Which one of those is not? They're all for wrinkles. I like the Balmer translation personally. It helps the budget. Of course not. That is not what Peter's saying. When I was younger, here's what they would said about a woman and cosmetics. If the barn needs painting, paint it. Do you got it? Do you got it? Okay. Now, guys, we're not off. Some of you go like, I'm a buff man. Forget it. It's not about the outward. The outward's good, but it's not about the outward. Let me explain to you. Peter is saying this. Look at verse 4. Instead... It should be that of your inner self, the real me. And notice these words. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth and great sight. See, gentle means humble. Quiet describes the character of a woman in a home, no matter what's really happened. It's simply not mad, angry, just quiet. Now, notice what... Peter says, unlike our faces as we get older, notice what he says. Your inner character never ages or gets old. The real you. So here's what I want you to write. The beauty of inward character is far more important than external beauty. Now think about that. Linda and I, today, November 12th, we've been married today 51 years. Now, if I showed you our wedding picture, my face and her face would look very different. No matter what we put on it, no matter what we do, it's not the same as it used to be. See, I use all my wife's stuff. (laughs) And then I looked in the mirror and got rid of all of it. I said, what you see is what you get, baby. I'm sorry. That's it. Well, when we did the big screens, you got to put makeup on. I tried some of that. I ain't not the, what is that stupid smell? I'm not putting that stuff on. What you see is what you get. Sorry. Because my inward is better than my outward. See, as we've been married 51 years, the outward changes. I don't care what you put on it. It changes. Ladies, your face will always have wrinkles. Not like a nice, soft baby's bottom. That days are gone. They're over with. Same for a guy. It's just what. Like, here's the bags, little tea bag under every eye. But you know what? With God's help, our inner character has grown more like God for 51 years. Now we're far from perfect, but that will never fade. That is the focus. Ladies, your husband wants someone that looks sharp, that is current, uses the right things. You look fresh. You look sexy for your husband. We love that. Who cares what it costs within reason? But what Peter's trying to say is, yes, look sharp for your spouse, but make sure the inner person is growing spiritually all the time. Can I hear an amen? That's what he's talking about. Because the real you is our character and our conduct.
0: Today, Pastor Mark reminded us what the words authority and submission mean from a biblical standpoint. We learned the importance of living out godly character versus merely talking about God. The Apostle Peter was telling wives that the most effective way to witness about Christ to their husbands was to live godly lives, and that the same holds true for husbands. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will be teaching about the importance of wives submitting to their husbands. He will also tell husbands how vital it is for them to love their wives and what this love is supposed to look like. We'll find out how the Bible defines this love and what the best way to accomplish that love behavior is We'll learn the role of makeup too. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Living Life with Living Hope. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry